Happy Friday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. Hope you have a great weekend in store for you, but let's get it started right now by having some fun listener questions. That's right, it's Friday, but we had so many great questions on Wednesday. We're just going to keep them rolling right here into the weekend because we need to catch up. You're asking great questions, and we want to have that discussion today. We got a great question from Australia down in Brisbane from listener Mel about a service that doesn't exist, but it should. What do you do with your luggage if you're coming down for a split stay where you stay at Walt Disney World before and after your cruise, but you don't want to take all of your stuff for your three-week trip with you on a four-night cruise? We brainstorm some ideas of what you might want to do with your luggage or what service you might want to start if you're a local down in Florida. We also get a question about ADRs for a family with two kids. They're four and one. They got Space 220 and Topolino's breakfast, which are kind of their goals but they're within three hours of each other on the last day of the trip. Which one do you keep? Or do you do breakfast at Topolino's and then go right over to space for lunch? Dare you do the, the, the dining double header? We talk about that and much more on today's show. Don't forget today's podcast brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. The agents over at the Magic for Less are standing by to help you plan the best Disney vacation ever for no cost to you. Check them out today over at the Magic for Less. Dot com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click really does help us out. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You make all this podcasting possible. And for that, a sincere thank you. I appreciate you so very much. Our patrons get a bonus show called Mike in the Midwest every week. And if you'd like to get in on that, hey, come on over. Patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2,132 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com. And I'm still one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel, just in case you're keeping score. Happy Friday to you. Hope you're having a great wrap to the week. Friday's kind of that fun day, right? I remember back when I was a teacher and I used to have to work in my classroom. And again, first of all, I apologize to all teachers for saying the word classroom because I know some teachers, this is probably the very bitter end of summer and you do not even want to hear that word. And here's the thing, totally going off on a tangent here back to school commercials they are the heartbreak of all teachers this time of year but the good news is they've been going on for like two months so you're kind of immune to them by this point but back to my point i hope that you had a great summer teachers and when i was working as a classroom teacher fridays you know it's one of those days where what percentage do you think you give of 100 percent effort on a friday maybe at 75 80 i mean i know you're supposed to give 100 percent, but fridays you know you're kind of there but you're also kind of just trying to figure out what you can do on the weekend. And so, you know, it's okay if you have us in your ear while you're working. <laughs> Whatever you're doing, it's Friday. You know what? Your, your boss gets it. Your boss is doing the same thing. They're probably out on the golf course already. So whatever. Let's have fun. Anyway, we're going to have some fun Disney talking. Joining us two shows in a row because I think she's uh, away from her uh, non-disclosure for her reality TV stardom. We have Ricky from the mouseforless.com. What's up, Ricky? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. It is uh 
good to be here and uh yeah it's uh it's it's nice to be away from my nda so you know you we're, we're back now. i know yeah. yeah those things you gotta be careful because uh yeah you, know, you don't want to spoil anything so no that's can't talk about it exactly yeah. you can't you can't tell you who wins and who loses no. and sure can't who gets voted out i mean it's shocking right. shocking but uh, we can't talk shocking. about that right now nope, can't talk about it so any big uh, plans for the weekend uh not really no just kind of chilling relaxing so, you know, that's pretty much what it's going to be. Wasn't that a song? In the Shooting 80s? some b-ball yeah. outside. No, I, know. I, was a to, of guys. I was about to go there. Yeah. Yeah. So you're hanging in Philadelphia, yeah, I see. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah. That's all I was going to say. And uh, yes, the man with the lyrics himself from the uh, old uh, 80s slash 90s sitcoms. We have your friend of mine. Hashtag Scotty G. Happy Friday, Scott. Happy Friday, Mike. Ricky, I don't think you know this, but a couple of Fridays ago, I tried to imitate how you always say happy Friday did, uh, well. to kick off the show. And it was terrible. So, it did not go well. Okay. So, all right. I, you're irreplaceable. I cannot, I cannot do it, but, uh, but yeah, happy Friday. Excited to be here answering some more listener questions. Hope to play some golf this weekend. And I don't know, Mike, should we just jump into the questions? Let's do it. Nicole's got a question and she says, hello, Mike and BOGP team. How long do you think Disney will keep the virtual queue for guardians of the galaxy? <laughs> cosmic rewind i've never written into your show before but i've been listening since my first trip in 2017 i used to live in your part of the country decatur illinois but my family moved to daytona beach about a year ago we have annual passes now but probably won't be able to renew them in the fall we rode guardians for the first time this week and we were literally blown away have to make sure we get back over there for a couple more times before they transition to a standby line thanks for all the disney info and entertainment over the years Nicole. Well, Nicole, hey, thanks for listening to the show for so long. We sure appreciate that. And fun little Mike in the Midwest fact, when I was a kid, I speed skated in Decatur, Illinois at a little lower rink on a early Sunday morning because they always had our skating competitions from 6 a.m. until noon because they wanted to have them before they wouldn't have to like miss any public skating sessions. So we'd drive up in the middle of the night to speed skate all over Illinois, Decatur, Quincy, uh, I'm trying to think Savoy. So if you live in Illinois, you know, all these like small towns, like uh, Springfield, all these places. Anyway, back to her question again, it turned into something about me. I got to stop it doing did. that. I, I, yeah. I, 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 something's wrong with me today. Okay. So we're procra uh, procrastinating. No, we're not procrastinating. We're prog prognosticating. We're doing there something. We're guessing is what we're doing. And I, I haven't even had anything. I've just had Coke zero today. There Ricky, how long do you think the virtual queue holds off on cosmic rewind? If you had to guess, that's like that's a good question. Um, you know, it didn't last for very long with uh, Ratatouille. Uh, so, and I know that it's working really well at Guardians. So in the sense of like, you know, it's it's definitely moving people through and it, it, I've seen that it's been available later and later in the evening. Um, so I guess it will really just depend on if Disney thinks that they can handle you know, having a standby queue or not with it. Um, so, you know, it's really up to Disney's discretion on when they decide to pull the the queue. They did it real fast with Remy. They didn't do it so fast with uh, Rise. So it's really a gamble. Not really sure when it's going to be pulled. So. It's, it's interesting, though, because I don't hear a lot of guest dissatisfaction with it right now. And actually, I'm hearing a lot of people that are posting on social media that they're so excited because they're getting two rides in a day, you know, because they're buying the individual lightning lane and they're taking advantage of the virtual queue. And I think they're totally I, I, happy with that. I mean, maybe you could do three or four standby lines, you know, rides the other way. But I, yeah. I, I, I don't think there's a lot of guest dissatisfaction with the current system. 
this is this is one situation where the virtual cube kind of works um, in a way because you know it's it's not all gone completely and you're out of luck, uh, which was the problem with the other attractions. Uh, so I, you know, I'm well, I'm not a fan of virtual cues. Um, this one isn't the worst, so I wouldn't be sad to see it stick around for a while. But then again, you know, I'm more of a standby queue kind of girl, so I would not be wrong, mad if they got rid of it either. So here's my guess before I throw it to Scott when Tron opens, uh, this goes away. What, what do you mm. think about that, Scott? I was going to throw it right between you guys, but what do you think? Yeah, well, you're, you're basically taking my answer because you and I always get, <laughs> on Sunday nights, we've been getting a lot of the like, when's Tron going to open yeah. question? Yeah, and you right. always say November, November, I'm guessing. And I always say December. Yeah. And my answer was going to be, well, it's going to be December when Tron opens. So yeah. I mean, that's, that's the only thing I would have to, because I mean, what other landmark do you have, right? I mean, like, the, then you have like you know, maybe Labor Day or. I don't yeah. know. I, who knows? I think they might want to even go past like the holiday season, maybe. Right? Um, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I like Ricky said. It's really hard to judge because I was just going to make the same comment, Ricky. Like Ratatouille was super quick. It was with, so quick with the virtual queue. So I think it's. I think Mike, you're right on. I was going to say when Tron opens, but jokingly say December because that's why I keep predicting. But we shall see. All right. Uh, let's see here. Michelle says, Hey Mike, cracking up listening to the show today. And I'm a little mad. I wasn't listening live. So this was, I think this was our call in show that we did a couple of weeks ago on Sunday night. She says, so funny story. And oh, by the way, the title of the email was animal attacks at Walt Disney world. So Ricky, you might've missed the show, but I was attacked by a mockingbird when I went up to take Riley to get my br breakfast burrito at the place in our subdivision. The other uh -oh. day, I have cuts all over my knees still. And I went back oh last Friday, I went back last Friday and the mockingbird was still waiting for me. So I didn't get my breakfast burrito. Just, Just mocking mock you, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Hey, there we go. There we go. Yes. This mockingbird pecked Riley three times. Oh my and, gosh. I know, and I was, I had to dive onto the asphalt, scraped up my knee, banged it up. Like it was bruised and swollen. And I looked like I was being arrested on blacktop because this thing kept swooping at my head. It was the meanest bird. Anyway, Crazy. go back and listen to the show. It's a couple okay, weeks ago. Right, right. Okay. So anyway, so she says, so funny story. I was attacked by a crane when I was 16 at Disney. Now I think she's talking about the bird, not the yes, like thing not, that puts up the light, not, the lights yeah. at Christmas. My mom and I spent my sweet 16 taking classes for a week at the Disney Institute. This is old. No, just kidding. So yeah, 1998 back in the day, when you could take classes. See, I'm jealous because I would have, I'm, I'm a nerd. I would have loved to have done that. I would have loved it. Oh my gosh. Anyway, she goes, uh, so we took a photography class. Oh, see again, uh, you, so you took, uh, so you went to discovery Island to take photos of animals oh, over there. Cool. It's perfect. That's well, here I am down on the beach there taking photos with all this expensive equipment. And this crane decides that I oh. look like the perfect place to go to the bathroom. So let's just say oh. this giant bird gave me enough luck to last oh. a lifetime. No. She says, meanwhile, my mom is cracking up, taking pictures. I'm running. Oh, no. She says, I'm running, screaming. The cast member grabbed my equipment. Of course, the cast member goes for the equipment, right? Because it was expensive, yeah, I guess. Yeah, of course. Then ran to the store and grabbed me a shirt to change into. Disney being Disney had the shirt I was wearing dry clean for me. It was wow. definitely a memorable birthday. Unrelated bird attacks. Husband, she says, also a mic. And I are heading to Disneyland at the end of August for my 40th. Can't wait. It'll be his first Disneyland trip. He literally he has been listening to every episode related to your trip. So he knows all the things to eat. I'm pretty sure he stalked your trip. Nice. Uh, hope you're having a great day. Cheers, Michelle. Okay. 
Great story. Anybody else that has animal stories like this from Walt Disney World, please email them. Just for my pleasure, because I love hearing these, and I hope you're enjoying these too. Scott, give the bird Disneyland story bad news, because they're going to <laughs> yeah. Disneyland, and this could this, this could happen again. So I kept thinking about that <laughs> when you were telling the story. So if anyone, I'm sure Mike, her husband, saw this, like, uh, that followed us on social media. Mallory bought this sweatshirt, this like cream, like Walt Disney World sweatshirt. No, and Disneyland, Mike, Disneyland, because we're at Disneyland. Yeah, at, at Disneyland. <laughs> and we're walking to the park, and Mike's like, hey, Mallory, just to let you know, I'm buying that shirt tonight because I want it too. Yep. So Mike goes in and buys the matching sweatshirt with Mallory, and it's getting kind of chilly that night. And Pam's like, well, I kind of want one too. I, I mean, I think her plan was to get one all, like your family was yeah. all going to get the same mm-hmm. one. And then my family jumped in like, well, we're all going to get get the same one too. I and mean, we can like all wear our sweatshirts tonight and get photos, which we kind of did. So we're waiting for the Main Street Electrical Parade. We just got our photos taken and we're just standing there. Then all of a sudden my wife, Elizabeth, is like, ah, 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 <laughs> like, like going all crazy. We're like, what's going on? She's like, well, a bird just pooped all over oh, my new sweatshirt. Over. It so, over it. so just a little more detail of the story. Oh. This was the night we had the Main Street Electrical Parade yeah. like dining package. Okay, so we're oh. up in this, you know, VIP seating up by the train station, kind of up in the town square. So when we were but we right before that, we like we looked up, we're like, there's a lot of birds flying over. Oh, that's right. No. I forgot about that. Detail. <laughs> I mean, there were a ton of birds, and then also Yeah. It, so the good news is, I feel like one in every, I don't know, what would you say, like three or four guests were wearing that sweatshirt yeah, that I, night. Yeah, everybody had them on. So yeah. they, no supply chain issue, like with these sweatshirts. So Elizabeth was able to go back and get it exchanged for another one. So it ended up working out just fine. But like, how embarrassing was that? Like, of all people that it happened to, it had to happen to our fast pass queen, you know? Yeah, like the person that like captain. got us through every single day. And of course, it was her that got got pooped down by a bird the captain so be careful if you're doing the one i think that's what mike was trying to get at you know you're doing the 40th trip to disneyland it sounds so awesome but uh be warned that the birds can poop on you there as well yeah they're not cranes but they are uh definitely uh loaded uh so be careful they are loaded (laughs) just be careful don't look up and be like oh my gosh look at all the birds just don't that's not a good idea worst thing you do is look up right you just you just don't want that okay so by the way people probably have breakfast so we're gonna move on to the next question but thanks michelle i love stuff like that because i'm a 12 year old so thank you all right dustin and actually his last name is gardner so he might be a brother from another mother for you scott there There you go. go he says mike we're going on our first disney cruise as a family we're booked on the Maritime Cruise on the Dream out of Miami in the beginning of December. I'm having trouble. I'm having trouble figuring out uh, travel to and from the port. Traveling together will be me, my wife, and three kids. They're three, six, and eight. The Disney Associated Hotels don't allow five to stay together in a room, so I can't book through Disney. I know I wanted. Uh, I wanted to know if you have any suggestions on where to stay the night before. And what private transfer company you would recommend to go to the port and then back to the airport. A lot of people say the easiest is Uber or Lyft, but my kids are little and I still need car seats and boosters for them, which isn't easy to do through those services. I want to book a private transfer, but I'm having trouble deciding which company seems to be the best. Any advice would help Dustin. Now, here's the thing. I have a lot of uh, good advice for Port Canaveral. Those companies that work out of Port Canaveral. Out of Miami, I would just say you'd kind of need to just go on, you know, and look at reviews. Now, I will say, though, Uber and Lyft, especially around these uh, cruise ports, will have options to select car seats and boosters. 
So you can probably get that. Don't, what I'm saying is don't discount using Uber and Lyft to get, especially if your hotel is close to the port, which a lot, there's a lot of hotels right around. I've sailed out of Miami. So I'm just saying that's probably going to be your, your least expensive option and your most plentiful option. And you, especially in the Lyft app, you can select car seats and boosters. So look at that. You can get like an Uber XL, you know, if you're with Uber, Lyft has kind of a similar thing, like a larger car, like a more luxurious car. Uh, you probably have to wait a little bit longer, but that's not a big deal. But I would look at that. So, Scott, do you have any suggestions for like transfers out of a? If you're yeah, going, I, I don't have experience with Miami, unfortunately. But I was going to say the same thing as you. Like, well, my initial thought was like, well, you can rent a car, but that doesn't help your booster, your booster seat right. situation. So that's why I like the idea of the lift because you're absolutely right, Mike. I've seen it when I use those services that there is that booster seat. So get the biggest car. Um, you know, so you can have your luggage as well as all the comfortable seating with the booster seats. That's, that's, that's the route I would go. And I mean, if you want to get a private transfer company, just obviously, I mean, this is what I think the world has turned into. Just go to Miami airport, private transfers, you know, or Miami cruise terminal, private transfers, and just read the reviews. You know, if a company is not reliable, you will find that within five minutes of kind of researching what people say when people are unhappy, they will put that up there on you'll 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 be able to easily kind of find that you'll find like you know you'll be able to see the star ratings and stuff like that so but as someone who works in the industry of ratings do keep in mind that most people put up negative ratings not positive ratings so really read and see if there's like a common thread that is something like you can't put up with um if if that's the case then i wouldn't go with them if it's just people complaining for you know one reason or another because they're just unhappy in general, um, then, you know, as long as the, the company has a decent rating, you know, you can still go with them. So I, I deal with ratings every single day of my life. So <laughs> that's not yeah. good. I'm giving you, I'm, yeah. giving you, I'm giving you that, uh, the, the like, uh, eyes, you know, that you were doing a text. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So. I don't know what they're called, but I, yeah, I type the word look on my iPhone, whenever yeah. Pam sends me something to give me the eyes or like the sideways eyes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Sarah's got. That's a how Elizabeth was looking at that bird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's how that bird was looking at Elizabeth. Like, yeah, that... here we go, baby. <laughs> anyway, Sarah's got a question. Hey, Mike, I started listening to your podcast to get my Disney World fix, and I love the show. Thanks, Sarah. My questions are: Number one, where would you recommend staying for your kids' first trip to Walt Disney World? Another five-year-old twin girls. Oh. We're looking to go all out and stay at the Contemporary, but there are so many other amazing hotels. The Poly, the Riviera, which, by the way, Sarah, around here we call it the Riv, uh, Port Orleans, French Quarter, Art of Animation, etc. We stayed at Caribbean Beach in November and loved it because of the access to the Skyliner, but we really want to stay at a more themed resort for the kids. We're planning to stay seven nights, six or seven days, six nights, but only go to the parks for four days. Okay, so she here's the key. She says they're looking for something themmed. Mm -hmm. I don't know if the contemporary is the right answer there for theme. That was what I was thinking. Contemporary is location. Like that is location. Yeah. I mean, it's a great hotel. You got the monorail. It's, it's amenities and location. You can't beat it. But theme. Ricky, where would you go for five-year-old twin girls? Did, did she say the poly? She is did say the poly. But remember, would... dude, here's the thing. Do five-year-olds understand like the, well, like that you're is the Polynesian necessary for five-year-old girls? That's like, true. My, you know daughter, what? my daughter okay. at 15 wants to drain me just dry when she, like she wants to stay at no. the Riviera and like the, the three bedroom, like 
when they're older, they're going to try to just drain you dry. Should Facts. you not take advantage of when they're five and go like that's Riverside true. in a royal guest room or something? I, that You know what? That's exactly where I was going to go next. So I was going to say go to Riverside and stay in a royal guest room because that would that, that's exceptionally themed. It's it's princess overload. And I think that that would be a great choice too. So um, I, I was with you when you said they wanted really themed and then they said the contemporary, I was like, mm, I don't think that's the best choice. So um, yeah, I either would stay at the Polynesian or if you want to, you know, go a little cheaper, I would stay at Riverside and do a Royal room. I mean, they're going all out though, Scott. I mean, so maybe this is something that it's not a big deal. Vero Mike's saying Polynesian is well, very themed. I'm a hundred percent the Polynesian. It is like yeah. magically themed. It um, is very much so. The yes. the pool area is so awesome. Like just being in the great ceremonial house. And gotta remember, I know they have the five-year-old twin girls, yeah, we want to give them a good thing, but it's about the parents too. Mm. And I want to be at the Polynesian and hanging out in that theme. It's a family vacation. I know you want to focus it on the girls, but like if you're paying for it and you're going all out, I think the best win for everyone's vacation will be the Polynesian. Hands I like down. Scott's way of thinking. <laughs> okay. I no, I get it. That is, that is the actual perfect answer, but I'm looking at it pragmatically. Like when they're five, like this is your chance, like to stay in a value. Cause they don't know. Like they think all-star yeah. sports is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> You know, like when they're 15, I'm telling you what, man, they want to bleed to drive. I mean, so it's like getting the veranda on your first trip. Right. Kind of what, you got to be careful, man. I'm yeah, you, you've screwed up already. Yeah. But like, you can see the castle from your, from your, from your resort. You know, you got, I'm sure they're going to be going to Magic Kingdom a ton on this trip. So you got the, <laughs> you got the boat transportation. You can do the monorail. You can take the, the monorail over to Epcot even. Like, I, I think. I think it's got to be the Polynesian. I know, like, it's setting up for it is. for failures down the road, oh, yeah, Mike. Dude, I know that's dude. how you're thinking, oh, big picture. Dude, you got five-year-old twin girls. You're paying for two weddings down the line. You're paying for <laughs> two college. You, you what if you're paying for a wedding? Is that the Polynesian? Remember yeah, when, yeah, you there, yeah. when we were five? <laughs> Sarah's not listening to our show True ever story. again. She's like, I can't take the stress from this podcast anymore. I don't need this in my life. I was just asking for a hotel recommendation, people. Ricky I gave a good option, this. though. I mean, I Riverside is a really good option. I, I think so. And then she said, as a second question, uh, do you think Disney will bring back Magical Express since the train fell through, which we're talking about the, uh, the, the train the, crash, the bright line, the bright <laughs> line, did. which yeah. I think it's still going to happen. I just don't think it's going to be on Disney property. Uh, the, the stop there. Yeah. Uh, that was such a huge benefit they took away. And I feel like they need to bring something back to make it easier on guests staying on property. Look forward to listening to the next episode soon. Thanks, Sarah. I 100% agree with Sarah. Magical Express being gone is a crime. Like that was such I, a huge benefit to guess. But Ricky, go I ahead. agree with you. I just again, when you look at the cost analysis of things, you know, and you know, I live with an accountant, and you know, when you look at things like that, it's just monetarily, it doesn't make sense a lot of times. So, I mean, I would love for them to get it to come back, and I know that they're taking a lot of flack for not having it, and you know, but I just. I, I don't know. I don't know that it's going to come back. And if it does, it's going to be a number of years before it comes back. It's not going to just be like, boom, okay, it's back. You know, like it's going to be, they're going to have to do the cost analysis of it for a few years to see, okay, are people really this unhappy about it not being here? Or have they, has the unhappiness kind of waned a little bit now that it's been a few years and they're getting used to having to get other forms of transportation and, you know, it'll, mm -hmm. it'll just depend. Cause you know, like I said, Disneyland, they don't have that. So they don't, but also so. like I had to rent a car and it was, you know, I yep. paid, I paid 35 bucks a night for my car to sit. No, I the get Dodgers that. Game but Disneyland day, is so different because like all Disney world is like this huge property, right? Yeah. Where they don't want you to leave it. Like Anaheim is kind of different because you're like in the middle of the, the big city well, of yeah. Anaheim. 
Like that's why I'm so surprised they got rid of it because if you take a bus there, you don't have any other car. I know there's like like ride chairs, you know, that are pretty easy, right? So you can take an Uber to the grocery store or to a different restaurant. But I feel like, man, you took that magical express bus and you were never going to university. I mean, you're, you were staying there. So I No, I just, you're not wrong. I was just so stunned that they got rid of it, to be honest. Like, I agree with you. You're not wrong, but somewhere some yeah. accountant did cost. Someone did some numbers. Someone and, did some numbers, right? Exactly. Yep, exactly. But I I'm kind of in the middle, like like man, I want it to come back. I can see Ricky's point, like oh, man, well, with the cost, it might not bring it back. I'm gonna put my optimistic hat on here, my Mister Positivity, and that it will come back because they're just gonna learn that they're missing out on some benefits with people staying on site. Because I mean, Universal just this last week posted record profits. Uh, the Universal yeah. Resort record numbers going through their gates for their theme parks, which is, I mean. The thing is, when one one of the two brings in record numbers, that's going to benefit both. I mean, you got to think about it because that's a central Florida economy, right? You're bringing people in. They're probably going to go one of the I doubt that they're drawing everybody from Walt Disney World to Universal, but it is also Might be losing a, days there. It could I mean, be exactly that. You know, that that is something for them to think about. And the thing about Magical Express, too, is you, you got to think about it this way, too. This, it, we're not going to make this whole Magical Express show, but we could. And maybe we'll do that someday. But the thing is, too. Is that, you know, they, they have a certain cost per guest, like that Magical Express yes. costs them. What it is, you know, it's not going to be the cost you're paying through Mirrors Connect right now, you know, because right. it's like a volume discount. You know, they're working through with Mirrors. It's contract they work out years in advance. But the thing, too, is so when they put out the 2023 packages, you know, everything goes up. Right. So the, the hotel room per night goes up. The tickets go up. And so, you know, they could they could just build that in, you know, when the prices go up for 24 and the hotel rooms go up by, say, 7% or, or 5% per night, or the tickets go up by 4% or 7%, you know, it goes up, in, you know, it goes up 7.5% or it goes up, you know, 6.5% and Magical Express is back. We don't even, Scott and I have had this conversation many times. We had this about Disneyland, is that when you roll something into a package, it, it doesn't hit you as hard. Like we, right. we, we had genie plus and we had such a positive experience for it or with it on our trip because we bought it pre-trip. It was just something we paid for months before we went and we loved it because we didn't buy it every single day for three people forking out 45 bucks each yep. morning. We didn't have to think about it. So we had a great experience if they built it in, you know, that way, cause that's how it used to be. You know, they had it yep. built in. It's not like they're paying extra. It's just, they roll it into the overall cost it right. was eating maybe into the profits slightly, but you just bump it up. Just, I mean, the prices are going up. Like, you know, where again, it's that value versus what you're paying proposition. And that came more to Disney's favor than the guest's favor over the past two years. I think, I mean, we can all agree with that. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. I just wish my biggest, my favorite thing about this. I know Mike, you've had a bunch of people on the show say this on their trip reports back in the day, but like, the airline check-in resort, like oh, the, re yeah. the airline check-in was the best it really was. thing where I could just, just pack up for the morning or the, the, like the night before, drop my bags off. I didn't have to worry about the bags, you know, the yeah, rest of that, that day. Amazing. And that was, that was the best service. And then I know you don't want to go down this, but I'm still like big on like, they want you to stay on the property. Like Universal's building the third gate right now or a fourth gate if you come volcano. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, they're going to just want people to stay more and more at Walt Disney World as much as, much as they can not to go over there like, and yeah. lose more days. So, like, why not bring people over on a bus and bring their luggage? Like, yeah. it, it just makes 
I know all everyone listening here knows it makes sense, but I just I don't understand the cost behind it. Why they had to get rid of it? And we're so far back. removed from it at this point. Like the idea of the fact, like I mean, it hasn't been that long, right? It has really no. it hasn't been that long. But the idea that I could seriously like go down because you're going next month, Scott. Like you're going this month. Yeah. You're going in just a few weeks, a couple okay. weeks. Like the idea that you could drop your luggage off at your home airport in Detroit or Lansing or wherever you're flying out of, and like think about this, like your luggage shows up like in your room at old key West. And then, like you said, you do airline check-in at old key West on your last day and you don't have to see your luggage until you're back in Lansing. Like the idea of that seems like nonsensical because it is so <laughs> awesome. And that was something we had for, you know, over a decade and it just, we took it for granted. It was so cool. I know we wanted to talk about technology over the last 10 years, but like t- think about like the services we lost over the 10 years and that would get an A plus for me, Mike. The, right. The, the Magical Express and the luggage handling was just, that's yeah. actually what got me to make, make book that first trip. Yeah. It's like, I've never been on a plane before. And we're like looking at like places with Emily was three, like, hey, where we can go on a family vacation? Like obviously Walt Disney World. And I started asking Elizabeth questions about like, well, how do we get from the airport to there? Do we have to rent a car? And she's like, oh no, they do. They have the service that they just do it for you. Yeah. Like, well, that's unbelievable. Let's just go Let's there. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's just—I don't know why. I—I don't want to get all upset about it. No, me neither. But I mean, it is something that I mean, it hasn't been that long. But like the idea—if they brought that back and said, like the fact that I mean, I would go nuts if I could just go back to where I could check my bag at Lambert Airport, Mm -hmm. and then if Pop Century that that afternoon, that evening, boom, my bags are just there. And just to have the option. I mean, you know, like our family has changed a little bit. Like we're we like renting the car, right? We used to not do that for years, but just to have that option available is so valuable. But, mm-hmm. but to the question, I think I, I'm hopeful that it, it is going to come back. I think they're going to realize that maybe people are leaving property a little bit too much or whatever. And I like Mike's idea, just, it could be like hidden costs that you don't even know is built into your resort stay that you're paying for. Cause it, someone made a comment, like, you know, they're not going to bring back something free. Like it won't be free. They'll find a way to like, yeah. <laughs> like have some hidden fee on it, but um, right. It'd be awesome to see it come back for sure. All right. Lori's got a question. She says, so they're going to the Halloween party. Lori had a question on Wednesday, but they're going, um, is the Sanderson sisters, which I believe that's uh, hocus pocus. I've never seen movie. Okay. So does she have any, anybody have any other trio costume ideas that they could do besides the Sanderson sisters? So we could brew on that one. I just want to throw that out. I I have one. What's that? So, uh, but I mean, all there, but it's not, it's not girls. So, I mean, I was thinking the the three cats from the Aristocats, but I mean, yeah, they're not all three girls, but you could still go as the three cats. Yeah. Um, the three Caballeros is another oh, three one. Three Caballeros. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. But you can almost make anything like a, like you yeah. could take like a, the Toy Story, like, like how you, me and Paige yeah, might that true. one time. Yes. Like, I mean, not that I don't think any of the girls want to dress up as Buzz Lightyear or Woody necessarily, <laughs> but you can find like something fun, like out of like a franchise. Or the 101 Dalmatians. I always think that's a fun one. Or Wilderness Explorers is always kind of fun too. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah. So if anybody's, I like what they're going with the Sanderson. That, that's a good. That's a good trio right there. I like it. Yeah. All righty, Sarah. Another Sarah here has another question. Hey, Mike, Pam, Ricky, and Scott. This is Sarah without an H. Uh, I have a Disney dining question for you. I have a trip to Disney World planned in September. Thanks, Mike, for help your help with booking it. Well, thank you, Sarah. It's for myself, my husband, and two boys. They're four and one. Because we're doing a split stay, we couldn't make all of our dining at once, and my two dining windows opened up last week. My husband and I consider ourselves foodies and took this very seriously. 
We tried to balance what we wanted to try with what our boys would like and would be able to handle. That's good. That's a good spot, right? You good got two little, you got toddlers, but you're also kind of foodies. So you got to be like, okay, what, fancy what is do? probably not going to work here, but let's see what we can make happen. I get it. Uh, we are able to get two reservations we wanted the most Space 220 nice. and Topolino's Breakfast. Ooh, Here's the problem. Good choices. Dude, this is like the Ricky. Like, yeah, this saying. is me. Yeah, yeah. Here's the problem, she says. We were extremely limited in what was available and currently have them both booked for our very last day with Topolino's breakfast at 1015 uh, in Space 220 at 1230. Oh. So, okay. So, <laughs> Not much of a window there. Scott no. says, no problem. Sounds like they're on a cruise. Yeah. yeah. Challenge accepted. Okay. No, exactly. we are obviously going to try to keep looking for other times to open up, but if they don't, what should we do? Keep Topolino's keep space 220, or do a food double header oh, and do God, both. Be so she says, don't do that. she says, don't do that. she says only partially joking. Uh, oh, no. for, for further information, my four-year-old loves all things space. We have two other character meals booked for other days in our, trip we're doing chef mickey's breakfast tusker house breakfast and garden grill lunch their favorite meal is breakfast we also have a trip coming up in december so we can try out another one at that time thanks so much sarah's in indianapolis i think she's the one that gave us the scoop on the new restaurant that's going into my poor old uh oh yeah uh espn yeah so i don't know i mean i no don't do the double header i know no. you want to because that would be i mean but if you do please give us the story because that's oh my, not gonna and tell well. us how full you were yeah I think you do space 220 for the kid. I think I'm right. I'm leaning toward the space 220. Yeah. I, especially because they have so many other character meals. I, I think space 220 is where it's at. And that's, that's a hard, much harder reservation to get. Not that Topolino's is not hard to get. Cause trust me, it is ridiculously hard to get. Um, but I, I think space 220 is harder. And I think that's the one you'll enjoy just a little bit more. Okay, Scott, what do you space two twenty or I don't, I don't have much more to add. Both of you hit the two comments I wrote was like space. The kid likes space, so the guy <laughs> stick with four twenty. I like and then I wrote down notes. and I wrote down lots of breakfast options already. So yeah. that's that's the no brainer to me of if you had to cut one. But I mean, I don't know how well. I mean, it's, a one-year-old can be tough, but like I would love Tupolinos for dinner if you can grab that one too, if you wanted to just check that's out good. the Riviera. Um, cause that is one of my favorite spots to be for dinner. I understand the breakfast is more like kid, kind of kid friendly, you know, with a four-year-old and a one-year-old, but, um, yeah, I'm all on space 220 for those two options for sure. All right. We have Corinne of Amber is jamming here in the chat with the uh, trios here. He says Huey, Dewey and Louie for, for costumes, Flora, Fauna and Meriwether, uh, the nice. fairy yeah. godmothers yes. and April, May and June. I say July, those are, August, and those September. Are but... Those are Daisy's nieces okay, for okay, okay. those who are not like, following along in the chat. I was like, yeah. what, you dress up like a month? I don't even know what that's yeah, all about. No. I don't watch too much. Okay. Uh, see, Melissa's got a question. She is writing from Brisbane, Australia. Nice. How cool Sweet. is that? That is so awesome. I mean, podcasting is the best. Hey, Mike, I'm writing to you from Australia and just wanted to thank you and everyone you uh, for what you do with the show. No matter what kind of day I've had at work, I can switch on a podcast driving home. And five minutes later... I'm in the Disney bubble and the rest of the world just disappears. That's how about awesome. how cool is that down in Australia? I love that. Thank you. Melissa, you just awesome. made my entire week. I mean, and again, I'm sending this to my dad because he's the That's radio awesome. guy. And I'm like, yeah, our show, Australia. Australia. You got she's, she's talking about driving back and forth from Outback Steakhouse. Not yeah, actually. I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, shrimp on the Barbie. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's what all Americans think. Yes, that's true. 
She says, I've been booking or, uh, I've been booking through the magic for less for years now, but only found your show six months ago. When wow. I heard, when I, yeah, there you go. Uh, when I heard these words, it made me smile, and I haven't stopped listening ever since. Deb Chambers used to be my agent, Aww. and you made me think of her. She helped book our first family trip back in 2011 and then again in 2015. She was helping me plan and book a trip in 2020 for my husband's 50th when I last spoke to her, a trip we never got to take due to COVID. I was so sad to hear of her passing, even though we never got a chance to meet in person. All of our chats and her help uh, over the years. I followed her on all her trips on Facebook. She was such a lovely, fun person. I can only imagine how it would have been for you and the Magic for Less family. Yeah, so just a little background. We had basically like our senior, senior agent at the Magic for Less. She was the one that everybody else at the agency learned from. Deb was just the ultimate uh, travel agent. Like she had the biggest client load. Like she had the most clients. She had done this. She, I mean, she had been on like not just Disney cruise ship. She'd been on like every cruise ship. She'd been <laughs> everywhere in the world. It, but the thing was, she had time for everybody. So when I was kind of learning the ropes, she'd call me and be like, Mike, you did this wrong. You got, and she, she actually had roots in Missouri where I'm from Southern part of the state. And so she'd be like, Mike, we're from Missouri. You got to do this right. This is show me state. I loved Deb because she always had time for me, even though we had so many agents, she'd still always like care about that. I would become a better agent. And Deb was just, I mean, this means a lot to me. She was wonderful. We, we miss her every day. Yes. So I appreciate this email. Uh, continue on. She says, we have finally rebooked for April of 2023. We're doing a four night uh, in a family room at All Stars, then a three night cruise on the Disney Wish. And then we're going to finish with four nights at Caribbean Beach. It'd be very depressing to go from the cruise to the airport. So we decided to split the nice, trip yes. so I could go back to Disney after the cruise. That is 100% the right answer. I'm going to give you yes. the bell there all the way down to Australia. Yes, you cannot. I know some people have to, but it is the worst. When you get off the ship, I mean, I say the worst to me, just aside. Now, you guys probably agree. When you wake up that morning on the last day of the ship, and if you have a veranda or even a window, and you look out your window, and it's the exact same spot where you were so excited like four days before, you're like, yeah, I see the It's port. unbelievable oh, like it's how terrible. the levels of excitement have changed from like those four or five days or whatever. Cause yeah, you're right, man. You're like looking out that window and you're like, bye everybody. I'm about to have fun for four days. And then like the next thing you know, like, oh, oh yeah, there's going to so be sad. some Lanelts in this room yeah, so, in about four yeah, hours. Exactly. It's going to be somebody mm -hmm. else's excitement, but not mine. Yeah. So you're doing not it right. Mine. You're going back to Caribbean Beach. You're going to have some fun. Uh, she says, I hear you answer questions regularly on the show. So I thought I'd ask something that I've been wondering about. Is there somewhere within the Disney World resorts where we could store our luggage in between the two stays? While we're on the cruise, we have a lot of luggage with us and our trip is three weeks in total, but it'd be really nice if we only had to take our carry on bags for the cruise. Well, thank you again. You, Pam and Scotty and Ricky always make me laugh and constantly stay in planning mode for our upcoming trip. Thanks, Mel down in Brisbane. I love nice. that. Thank you so That's much. Awesome. Great email. So cool. Okay. Great email. Unfortunately, I don't know what you can do with your luggage. I did do this once though, and I was scared to death the entire cruise, but I did do this on one of the podcast uh -oh. cruises, but this is not going to be an option for you. Back in the day before I was scared to fly or when I was scared to fly, I drove and this was when Mallory was little, we would pull a trailer behind our SUV. So I left the trailer in the corner of pop century's parking lot. Oh, cause I knew we were coming back. We were doing a split. Now the whole time I was gone, I was scared. This trailer was going to get towed. To who knows where i didn't know where it was gonna end up 
but I didn't want to pay double parking at the port because that parking at the port is expensive. Yeah. Oh my God. It was worth like losing all your <laughs> Dude, stuff though. It, I know. It was scary. I, I rolled the dice, man. It was like, press your luck. No whammies, no whammies, baby. Right. But I did do that. But that, So we left some of our stuff there. I was scared to death. I shouldn't have done it because it wasn't worth it because I was like giving ulcers the entire time. But yeah, I that's a great idea. It'd be a great service. Like if there was somebody, yeah. it, it's kind of like know, the it, owner's locker. It's going to happen thing. a lot. I it mean, probably does. It just happens, it happens to us when we do like a long summer trip, right? Like I don't want to take 15 suitcases onto a ship if I can just take two and leave them out somewhere else. Oh man, like there's probably like some like locker storage too you could use, but then like you got to find a way to get there and then you got to pay for like, I don't know if they do like a short term rental, you know, for a storage unit um i i really don't think there's an answer i, I think the answer is no unfortunately i yeah, think you're right not. i think you have to take it on the ship with you unfortunately but i get it i mean when you got i mean because international travelers that come to the other side of the world and you're gonna be yeah. there for three weeks you got a lot of stuff that you probably don't need for you know a fortnight cruise yeah and the poor porter is gonna be like uh <laughs> this is a fortnight cruise why right. do you have 20 bags <laughs> Hey, I've been there because we did those back to back at one time. We were there for two and a half weeks and we had a yeah. lot of stuff. And we stayed in that small stateroom on the Dream, that 11C. And I mean, I mean, we made it four people yeah. in an 11C with enough stuff for like two weeks. So this would be nice if Disney Cruise Line could almost hold it somewhere, you know? Like, that's what I would almost wonder if you could take it with you and then. Because they have like a luggage area, obviously, like on the ship, because that's where they like store the luggage like yeah. the night before. So right. I almost wonder if they could almost store your luggage and you can just take the two bags or three bags or whatever that you need so you have more space in the stateroom. That could be an option. I just don't know if it's available. We might have to do some research. Yeah, like Jennifer's saying, like the ECV companies should add this as a service because they probably have the space because they have like the warehouse for like all the vehicles that go yeah. out all the time. Yeah, this is I know like that a, there's. Like, a, I know that there's like... I remember like owner's locker used to be, a th I know that they're still around, but I don't think that they would do a short term service like that either. It'd almost be like the opposite owner's locker kind of thing, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's definitely like something here. There's though, a market. Like a yeah. Yeah. Because you could just pick up their stuff, throw it in like, I mean, honestly, you could do this out of your house. I mean, if you had like a basement that, you know, just had a bunch right. of empty space, you go get, I mean, it's a trust thing, but I mean, if you get enough reviews and you're trusted, you get a reputation, yeah, and, you, mean, you yeah. get like, you know, you buy a trailer and you go pick up people's stuff, throw it in your basement for a week and then deliver it back to them. So today I was talking, I, I think I talked in the pre-show, Mike, I was trying to come up with like a hack where like, I don't have to work like in an office job for this the rest is it. of my life. This is our hack. Like, this, is, this is the hack right here. Hack. Awesome. It's going to be go. Scotty G's random miscellaneous vacation <laughs> services I brought love to you it. out of Orlando, Florida. Dude, this I is it. it. This is the new thing. We got this is our hustle. This is our side hustle. Yeah. This ain't the side hustle. This is the hustle. Because it could be like an hustle. Uber thing too. Oh, you need a ride too? Yeah, we got that. Yeah, you totally. need luggage storage? We got that. Yeah, and it's like, you know, climate controlled storage because it's your, you know, it's your house. You know, yeah. You just don't put I it like in the garage. It. I can't do the airline check-in for you because I'm not you. Yeah. I can't <laughs> like, use your photo ID. But like I would love to do that, but unfortunately not. It's tough. Good question. Well, hey, have a great trip next year. I'm glad that it, you know you're getting to take that. I know it's been delayed with COVID. Have a safe trip over and let us know how it goes. Please do follow up and don't be a stranger. We want to hear from you, Mel. So please, uh, please do keep emailing. All right. Well, hey, that's going to do it for today's show. Time to get on with the weekend. Let's do it. But don't forget today's podcast brought to you as always, the magic for less travel. Mel mentioned that 
the agents over at the Magic for Less are standing by this weekend to help you plan an amazing Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney trip. You know the deal by now. Just swing by themagicforless.com. Fill out the quote form. We'll take great care of you from there. Again, themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link, beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. That one extra click really does help us out. And a thank you to our patrons who make all of this podcasting possible. Three to four shows a week go out all around the world. It's because of your support. Can't thank you enough for that. And if you'd like to join us, come on over and get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest. It's over at patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Give Ricky a follow this weekend on the social media. Who knows what she's doing? She's at Ricky Nibs, and it's fun to follow at R-I-K-K-I-N-I-B-S. Scotty G, he's going to be on the golf course, I guarantee you, this weekend at some point. So follow along. He puts the odds. Sometimes he's favored. Sometimes he's not. You never know. I don't know. What's Vegas saying this weekend? Scott, what do you think? Uh, you know, my brother is just shooting out of his mind on the golf course, <laughs> and I'm not playing so good. So I'm going to say it's a, a, a it's 11. It's going to be double digits. Oh, oh my week. gosh. That's a big line. I, okay. I need a win. I need to help the supporters, like the fan club, the Scotty G. So we're going 11 <laughs> is what Vegas is saying. Calling so it now. There you go. Check out so the follow line. Me on, you'll, see, you'll see the photo at the T on, on Sunday morning. It's always fun. At Upscott, E-P-S-C-O-T, Instagram and Twitter. I'm at BR Guest Mike. I'd love to talk to you this weekend as well. And uh, don't forget to join you, me, and Scotty G over on Instagram, or not Instagram, but Facebook and YouTube this Sunday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central. It's your show. Give us a call. We talk about anything you like. It's a fun one. So join us this Sunday night. All right, we're going to get out here and let you get on with your weekend. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. We love our podcast community. It's amazing. It's great meeting friends that, that share this passion for Disney literally all over the planet. It's a really lucky thing, but it only happens because you support the show. You spread the word. You send in the emails, you listen to the show, you make all this possible. So a sincere thank you to you right now for listening to the podcast. You've made my dream come true by getting to do this show. And I've made the friends of my lifetime here. And uh, I just want to say a huge thank you for that. Today's email really kind of brought that home to me. All right, we're going to get out of here. So have a great weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy. For Ricky and Scott, I'm Mike. We'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.